Wide receivers and the NFC South. That is the theme of this episode of the Fumble Rooski podcast in our summer series. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. No Justin. Tuck is out tonight because he has work. What a loser. He's so responsible, though. Can't can't hate it. Nah. Out here making money, being responsible. Screw that. <laughs> All right. Well, as I mentioned, so... We are on episode 199, which means next week is episode 200, where we will have a bunch of people on our show, and we have quarterback rankings and NFC West preview. That'll be on that episode, and that'll wrap up our our July episodes. Following that, we got our August episodes, episode 201, can be team rankings and preseason coverage, because... That'll be week week one of preseason, so the 2023 season is right around the corner. Uh, NFL honor predictions and preseason coverage after that. Then fantasy football sleepers, tight end and quarterback the next week, and then more preseason coverage. Um, then fantasy football sleepers for running backs and wide receivers, so all the skill positions. So, guys, we are quite literally taking you right up to the start of the NFL season, and as we are technically in mid-July, it's a lot closer than you think, so we're getting there. However, we have a great episode planned for you guys today. We're going over the top five wide receivers first, then we're going to preview the NFC South, and we're going to go over your fan box responses for the most underrated wide receivers going into this season. But without further ado, CJ, why don't you kick us off with your list? So, we're going to do it a little bit differently this time. Instead of us going around the table, we go, I give my f- number five, CJ gives his five, then four, four, three, three. We're just going to each go and give our entire list and a brief <coughs> explanation between each, uh, b- uh, behind each ranking. So CJ, how about you kick us off? So my number five is going to be AJ Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I think he definitely cemented himself as top five last season. The only reason he's not higher is because he's got a bit of a handcuff in uh, uh, Devontae Smith, who is also a thousand yard receiver in his own right. So, but either way, I really like AJ Brown on this Philly team and he should improve his uh, chemistry with Jalen Hurts. My number four is going to be Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. He's just insane. He's he's literally a walking one-play touchdown. Probably the fastest player in the NFL. And once again, the reason he's not higher is the same thing for A.J. Brown, where he has an even bigger handcuff in Jalen Waddell. So my number three is going to be Devontae Adams of the Vegas Raiders, who some could say would have a case for number one, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be throwing him the ball. But... You'd think that would hurt him. However, you also have to keep in mind, Darren Waller's gone. So like he's going to be getting probably a lot more targets. My number two, and I know he's coming off an injury. Don't bite my head off. But Cooper Cup, he's he's ready. Oh, no, 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 no. Adam probably doesn't even have him top five. I don't even have him close. I think that, that one is year, horrific. 
I I think he's in the back end of the top of the top ten at this point. It and man, all, all right, keep keep going, keep going. No, no, okay, wow, wow, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, even before he got hurt, he still had 75 catches and like 812 yards, and that wasn't even like half of the season. I mean, I'm I'm just saying. Not to mention, like. Other guys like uh, that that one bust they had there, they're not a draft bust, but like a signing bust. Yeah, Allen Robinson, he's gone as well. So I mean, I'm just saying there's got to be more targets. And number one, it's got to be Justin Jefferson, right? I mean, literally reigning offensive player of the year, probably the most explosive player in the NFL. Need I say more? I like your list. In All fact, right. A.J. Brown was a good one. I I had him just outside the top five, but I think now that you you've kind of talked me into it, I think I'm going to put him in in mind as well, just to give a little preview. But Cooper Cup number two, man. I just uh, it, like it's just I think he's an he's an awesome wide receiver, and he had an unbelievable year. But I just think that one year in 2021 may have been a fluke he's always been a very good wide receiver but he's never been that he he's never been that guy who could be the number one overall wide receiver uh for that long i mean he he it seems like that was an outlier but i could be wrong i could I mean, i'm just saying he's got i mean yeah look he's not like a touchdown machine like he was but even still he's always at or close to a thousand yards and keep in mind, he only played nine games and still amassed 812 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, you you can make the argument. I I just think I'm just not as high in him this year. That's all. Don't so, worry, like, you, you will can, be forgiven. You you oh. make a strong you make a strong argument. I'll say that much because oh, he did have 800 yards while playing what 10 games this past season. Nine. There you go. So have to have over 800 yards while playing just just a little over half a season that is that's still pretty good i just don't know if what he did in 2021 is is sustainable um but i could be wrong that's a um, way to find out but i told you that i put off camera that i put Devonte adams on this list i actually just took him off oh and i'll tell God. you why because I just don't think he's in a situation that is sustainable enough for him to continue to put up to continue to put up numbers, especially since Darren Waller is now out of the picture. So that's an elite target that's gone. Yeah, Darren Waller is not there anymore. Yes, I, I know. He's a giant. Um, so there, so therefore, not in my top five. He's just outside it. My Ooh, number five is Stephon Diggs, and I have Stephon Diggs because he has a. I mean, he's about as safe an option as you can get when it comes to putting in putting in your top five receivers, as long as he stays healthy. He has a high-flying, gunslinger quarterback. Uh, say what you want about him later on in the year, but during the, the meat of the regular season, he's always slinging it and always getting it to Stephon Diggs. I have Stephon Diggs, and he's going to have yet another very good year. A.J. Brown is my number four. And again, you talked me into putting him in there. I mean, it's about as steady a situation as you can as it can get. And clearly, when he was on the Titans in a run first offense, he's he still is in one, but they they pass it a little bit more and they're more efficient. And when they do, it's almost always to AJ Brown. And I get that he has Devontae uh Devontae Parker. Uh Devontae Smith. I'm, I'm yeah. 
Devontae Smith, I misspoke. There's so yes, many sir. Devontae's out there. Um, I get that he has Devontae Parker, but I think that almost helps him in a sense because if it's only him in that pass-catching core, then defenses are going to game plan for him. They can't game plan for him. You, If you do, then Devontae Smith is going to kill you. Dallas Goddard is going to destroy you. They have a running game that is very good consistently that will destroy you. So they have no choice but to spread the wealth on defense, and they're spread thin at that point. So I think A.J. Brown is a lock to be top five. My number three is Tyreek Hill. And the reason I have Tyreek Hill, this guy is about as explosive as it gets in the NFL. And even when he's not in the middle of the action, you see him when another player, one of his teammates is sprinting down the sideline, he's sprinting to catch up with him just to high-five him while they're running in the end zone. And he has shown no signs of slowing down. If he gets hurt, then he gets hurt. And, I mean, we can say that about anyone in this on this list, but Tyreek Hill is about as explosive as it gets. And if Tua, is, if Tua stays healthy, then he's going to continue to favor Hill in this offense with Jalen Waddle still drawing drawing some coverage and making it so that you you can't double team him which is a good situation for him now that offensive line for the dolphins another thing to be said but they don't need that much time to throw with all these targets um my number 2 is Justin Jefferson this is about as slam dunk as much of a slam dunk top 2 pick as it gets. And I know what you're thinking. Why didn't you have him number one? Who did I have number one last year? And then he had an incredible year. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson yeah. was awesome last year. So who's your and number one? I'll give I'll get there. Mm-hmm. I got I gotta give some love to Justin Jefferson, though. And Apparently the only reason he's love. He'll he'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> the only reason I I have him. I have Justin Jefferson number two is because I think the other guy has a much better situation around him, but Jefferson in his own right is he has it as good as, as good as it gets as well, because not they, yes, they lost Adam Thielen, but they drafted a young kid in Jordan Addison who looks very promising and could put up some numbers in his own, his own rights. You also have TJ Hawkinson, right? You still have Alexander Madison, despite the fact you you cut Dalvin Cook. Madison, fresher legs, a little younger. You still have Kirk Cousins, who loves Justin Jefferson. So things are going to get a lot better. In fact, much better than last year, as, as far as the situation goes, because that defense is not as good as it was last year. So they're going to naturally be playing from behind, a lot more shootouts, so they're going to have to pass the ball more. Justin Jefferson will be a benefactor as that. My number one, drum roll, please. Drum roll. No, all right, fine. There we go. Jamar Chase. Oh, Jamar right, Chase. Yeah, Jamar fine. Chase is my number one wide receiver. I thought he was going to have an incredible year in his sophomore season, and he technically did, based on what he did in the time he was healthy. He had over a thousand yards while missing six games last year. That is incredible in its own right. Now, Burrow has a lot more time to throw, and therefore, 
He's he's going to find Jamar Chase. If you have time to throw, Jamar Chase, there's no corner in the league who's going to be able to cover him for that for four seconds. So there you go, Jamar Chase, and again another guy. They cannot double team. They can't even get close to double teaming him. You have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and they have the guy, the guy they just got as the tight end. I'm completely blanking on his name right now. Um, to replace to replace the other guy they had. Uh, oh, uh, here. I, I um, know who you're talking about. Uh, see now, now I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. You guys definitely know, but they got a tight end from the Vikings, who was actually pretty good. Oh, Irv Smith. Irv Smith. There you go. Irv Smith Jr. That guy. Now he's not a world beater as of a tight end, but he's going to be good enough so that defenses have to respect him. And you have a you have the deepest offensive line the, the Bengals have had in recent memory. Because of that, because of that, I know I said this last year, and it didn't work out because it took them a lot of new faces. It took them some time to gel. And once they finally did, Chase and Burrow were the benefactors. Now it's it's they've had a, a they've had a year together and they added some pieces as well. So he Burrow is going to have time to throw. He's going to get it to Chase and Chase is going to have an electric season. Mark my words. You thought he was good last year. You thought he was good the year before that. This year, Chase will put the league on notice in a way that we have never seen him do it before. I have Jamar Chase as my number one wide receiver going into the 2023 NFL season. I don't hate it. He was like my number it. six. Well, I had Justin Jefferson going into last year. so and, um, Yeah, I, I hear you, but it's just like, it's just with all those other targets, they're definitely going to be, I don't know, there's like too many mouths to feed is what I was thinking, but fair enough. Yeah, but they had mouths to feed last year. And, and another another detail that I failed to mention is that Burrow and Chase are like best friends. They went to school together. They, they, and they were great in college too. And that's clearly translated. So I just, I just yeah, think fair. that Chase is going to be in the top of the totem pole when, uh, when Burrow is looking for who to throw to. When he throws, he is thinking, where is Jamar Chase? He's not thinking, where's T Higgins? And he's not thinking, he's definitely not thinking, where's Tyler Boyd? He's thinking, where is Jamar Chase? If Chase is covered, yes, we go to T Higgins. Yes, we go to Boyd. But, I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Jamar Chase is one one of the best, if not the best, talent as far as wide receivers go in all of in all of football. Yeah, so, fair. and I think Burrow knows that, and he loves them too. They're best friends. Yes, I heard. So, but yeah, I mean, either way, I don't hate it. All right. Well, I think that was a good ranking. Yeah, I, think I definitely did. do too. I think I like doing it this way rather than going back and forth because we actually yeah. give out our top fives and we actually reflect on the on the list itself in itself as a whole rather than give it like saying oh why do you have him here him here him here you know and it takes up time you yeah know? honestly yeah I kind of like this too honestly I, I wish Tucker was here because I know he'd like this list and he'd try to tell us that Odell Beckham's top five but cross that bridge when we come to it you know. I'd like to believe that one of our football co-hosts does not believe that, but who knows? Tuck is a, very much a Homer Baltimore Ravens fan, um, but I think he would talk up 
he would talk up Rashad Bateman a lot and probably the other kid who they drafted, whose name is escaping me. Um, flowers, Zay flowers. Trey, Zay, yeah. Zay flowers. Yeah. He would talk him up as well, but I don't think he would talk, take him in his top five. But He'd probably put him in the top 10. Maybe. I don't know. I'd like to believe not, but all right. Next, we have our NFC South preview. It's an interesting division. Tom Brady retired, leaving it wide open. We're going to tell you exactly how that division is going to shake up next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker has work and skipped out because he's a moron. I'm kidding. I love you, Tuck. Um, NFC South preview. So how this division is going to shake out, how are things going to go? Um, This is about as open as it gets, not in a good way. Because we had, we talked about, so we talked about, uh, the AFC East. We talked about the AFC North. Both saying, how is this division? You know, who anyone could make the playoffs here. We don't know who's going to win the division. And we said that in a good way. In the, AF, in the NFC South, doesn't look great. It's, it's you take any one of these teams who ends up winning the division next year and you put them in any, like anywhere else, they may not even sniff the playoffs. And I don't think I'm exaggerating with that. No, you're really not. Um, right off the bat, though, I think we can rule out Tampa Bay as a possible division champion. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, if they had like a slightly better quarterback, I'd say they're a threat. But I think Baker Mayfield's just about done. And if you've ever watched the show before, then you know where I stand on Kyle Trask. But it's just, it's kind of sad because the roster itself is actually pretty solid, except for the quarterback. And Baker Mayfield is going to be a drag unless he can do what he did in his second year. Right. And like I said, like maybe, maybe this division is so bad and the quarterbacks don't have to be that good that things actually work out and they win this division. But I just, I think this is the most, like, this is the least likely team to win, uh, to, to come out of the NFC South. Um, but the other team I want to look at is the Atlanta Falcons, because you look at it at you, you think at first this team also has no shot, but not so fast. Their defense actually looks amazing this year. They, they really went out and spent through their teeth in free agency on the defense and they reinvested in that offensive line too. And they drafted say what you want about drafting running backs in the 
in the top half of the first round, Bijan Robinson's still going to be a stud. He is. He's going to be awesome this year. And all you fantasy owners, if you draft him, you will not be disappointed. But this isn't fantasy. We're talking through real life. Drake London was a solid, he had a solid first year. He was good. It, not as good as Chris Olave, not as good as Garrett Wilson in that in this previous draft class, but he was still pretty good in his own is in, in his own rights, and he could have a very good second year. Kyle Pitts looks like a very good tight end. He had a down year by a lot, but mm. let's not forget his historic rookie season where he had the most yards in decades for a single season rookie wide uh, rookie tight end. So the biggest question mark here, the, what it really comes down to is the quarterback here. That's really where it, where, where like, ah, uh, I don't know, you know, but they could still, like, like I said, this division is so bad. They could actually come out. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I see it, but for me, it's Desmond Ritter. He's going to be the X factor. I mean, he was all right when he played. We only saw like a few brief glimpses of him. But I don't know how he's going to be in like an entire season. I just, he doesn't really scare me. And But he does have weapons. Don't, don't get me wrong. He he certainly has weapons. You know, he has Pitts. He has London. And not even just Bijan Robinson, but everybody forgets about their other running back, uh, Tyler Algier, who, believe it or not, was a thousand-yard rusher. So, so yeah, I'm just saying, the Falcons do have some good pieces. I mean, I think their pass rush could be a little better, but overall, I don't hate them. It's just once again, this is another team where. Kind of like the Buccaneers where you have a really solid roster, but if your quarterback struggles, they're going to sink like a brick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quarterback is the most, it's a quarterback driven league. It's the most, uh, it's the most important position in football. And you can see it in the money too, because court teams are paying their quarterbacks now in ungodly amounts of money. Um, yep. Oh, and yeah. by the way, what's up? I just want to point out that their uh, wide receiver room outside of Drake London is actually very bad. Because I'm looking at it now. It's Drake London, Scotty Miller, Mac Hollins, Frank Darby, and Kadero Hodge. That's awful. It doesn't look good, no. Scotty Miller, though, eh. maybe with more reps because he was buried on the depth chart for years in, in Tampa. I don't know. Maybe he becomes a solid wide receiver three caliber guy, but they're looking for a two after Drake London, which is why I was ex kind of expecting Atlanta at first to draft Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's what I thought they would do. Then, then now we're cooking, but I just yeah. didn't think they needed Bijan Robinson. Say what you want. That kid will be a stud, but they didn't need him either. Um, yeah. So going over to Carolina, that's another team that's set up pretty well, kind of like Atlanta, except the quarterback position looks a lot better here because they just drafted Bryce Young, number one overall. So that looks good. They gave up DJ Moore, but they they put in some pieces in the offense for him to throw to. They have a good offensive line that they've been working on for years, and that defense is, it looks ferocious. 
and it has for a couple years now. It's been looking good. Just they're named the Carolina Panthers, and they win six, seven games every year, so everyone forgets about it. But they have, especially their secondary, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just for those who don't know, this is a defense that has Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Frankie Louvu, Shaq Thompson, uh, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, and Jeremy Chin. And there's probably more people I'm forgetting, but that is a scary unit. And come to think of it, their offensive line's good, but Bryce Young actually is a solid cast of characters around him. They finally have an RB1 in Miles Sanders. They just got Hayden Hurst, I believe, as their tight end. And on top of that, their receivers, there are no headliners, but they're but they're a decent group to start out with, you know, with guys like uh, Adam Thielen, Terrace Marshall, and LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, it's like it's okay. Yeah, I feel it's like there's another bad. one that I'm forgetting too, but hmm. I like I would I would say their their cast of skill position players on the offensive side of the ball is probably going to be what holds them back in the youth of Bryce Young if he can play. But that's about it. Like their defense is good. Their offensive line is good. Their Bryce Bryce Young is a good young quarterback. No pun Absolutely. intended. Actually pun intended. Screw that. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. And again, this is a division where if you just have a little bit of talent, if you just show a little bit of promise, you could probably come out of it. Which brings me to the next our last team in this division, which I think is I would say is the favorite to win. It should be. It's the New Orleans Saints. Now, they've worked on that offensive line a little bit. It doesn't look as good as it once did with uh, with Drew Brees over there. But it looks good. It looks good. And you brought in Derek Carr. That kind of matters a little bit. You're, you have Alvin Kamara for now. I mean, who knows what they're going to do with these uh, with the de- domestic violence punishment here as he did plead guilty i believe correct i believe so but they also just but remember they signed jamal williams too didn't he lead the nfl in touchdowns last season that is correct yes so they have him so knowing the nfl there is a very solid chance they don't suspend camara all season yeah like i would say eight games tops and i am not condoning this in any way shape or form I hate that that is going to happen. He should probably be out of the league, but this is the NFL we're talking about. We're talking about what will happen, not what should happen. Um, and he's going to come back, and unfortunately, he is going to be a very good running back, like he always has been in his entire career. He's just stupid is all. Um, yeah. Who does that during the Pro Bowl, too? Like, during a time that should be a, a, a happy time for you. Don't ruin it by... He had a little too much fun, if you ask me. By beating someone senseless, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah. But talking about the rest of that roster, their off their their offense as a whole, especially in their pass catching corps, has so much potential. Absolutely. I mean, you have you have Chris Olave. The sky's the limit for that kid. I mean, he had an incredible year, and he was one of the runner ups for offensive rookie of the year. I mean, he was mm-hmm. that good. Yeah. I mean, they also have Michael Thomas, but who knows if he even can stay healthy anymore. Right. Uh, they have Juwan Johnson, who's actually pretty underrated as tight ends go. And like I said, after Alvin Kamara, you have Jamal Williams. And their wide receiver room, aside of Olave and Thomas, isn't that bad. You also have James Washington, 
Traquan Smith and the rookie out of I out of I think Wake Forest, uh, A.T. Perry. And their offensive line isn't terrible. You're going to have Trevor Penning going into his second year. A veteran, Andres Pete, center, Eric McCoy. And on the right side, Cesar Ruiz and Ryan Ramchak. That's not a world-beating offensive line, but it's a solid one. Yeah, so th- this – um, th- like they, they have some – they definitely have a lot of potential there. And Chris Olave, I think he's a slam dunk to be a very good receiver this year. Yep. Um, I'm just thinking of all the question marks past it, including Michael Thomas. And if it, mm. and I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say if Michael Thomas pans out this year and becomes his former self again, this this Saints team's winning the division. You have oh, Olave and prime Michael Thomas, like vintage Michael Thomas. That's a that's a division win there. And you better win at least 10 games. Yeah. If you don't, it's a problem. Also, this defense mm-hmm. looks still pretty good. Yeah. Defense is fine. I mean, it's all right. I mean, outside of Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, and Marshawn Lattimore, there's not too much to get excited about. There's a lot of guys that fly under the radar, like Peyton Turner, Brian Breesey, Pete Werner, Zach Bond. Oh, yeah, I also forgot. Their safety duo of Terea Matthew and Marcus A is, and Marcus May is just out of this world. I definitely think there are some like bench players that are going to have to step up, but overall their defense is solid. Yeah, like it's fine. It won't be the reason they don't win a division, which is why the Saints better they should win this division, especially when you invested significant money in Derek Carr. Mhm. So I think yeah, this this should this team should be favored to win the division. Will they? Who knows? Because Derek Carr has been a very up and down quarterback this year. Then they really haven't been the same, quite the same team since uh, since Drew Brees retired. So we'll see. Any one of these teams could realistically win this division, but I think uh, the Saints are definitely favored. I think Carolina has some pieces, but they're a little young and they need some more in that pass catching core. Atlanta needs a quarterback. They better they in this upcoming draft or the next they better get a quarterback they need it that's one of their last needs yeah. on that team tampa looks like they are facing a little bit of a hangover per se after oh, tom brady bit. is gone because they went all in which is fine they won a super bowl out of it and they could have won another if their tackle didn't get get hurt the next year um but yeah I think that's kind of the way it shakes out. Um, but we ought to move on. Our fan box is next. Most underrated wide receivers. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumbleruski podcast. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. Tuck is out tonight. We welcome you to the fan box portion of our show. 
where we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. We will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's Fanbox question to be featured on our show. Now, we're going to give, we forgot, we never got to a couple of responses last week. We'll just touch on those real quick. It was most underrated running backs because we had to do our show right before the fan box expired. A few people responded after we recorded. Zachary Stilson said, Javante Williams, he may have torn his ACL last year, but I think he'll bounce back just fine. He should, he will, yeah. He will in 2024, because that's kind of the way it goes with running backs. They tear the, their ACL, they're back, but they're not really back the next year. And then the year after that, they look like their former selves. It's happened every year in the since. It's happened literally all the time, unless your name is Adrian Peterson. Then you, then you win freaking MVP. Um, I'm no, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Don't please. I don't know what you were going to say, but uh, floods. Well, Adrian Peterson, use your imagination. Floodster Sports Zone said Tank Bigsby. It's just Uh, that. He's ETN is in front of him. Yeah. And he's a rookie too. So we don't know how he's going to be. And plus, Travis ETN, man, that kid's a stud. Um, Next is Chase McGinty, uh, who said, Rashad Penny about to be the best backup. Now, let me tell you something about that backfield. It's going to be a battle of who can stay healthy between DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. Because when they're both healthy, they are about as talented as any running back in the game. Yeah. Just health has always been the issue with them. Especially for Penny. Oh, absolutely. But when he's healthy, he's... uh Uh-huh. When he's healthy, it's almost insane what he can do. Yep. And same with DeAndre Swift. Yeah. What if maybe they both stay healthy? And because that they are neither of them are being overworked, they complement each other in that way, right? And they can they share the backfield. They both get they each get let's say eight hundred to a thousand yards. You may not get that elite high level season that'll you know that'll wow fantasy football owners, but you're still going to be pretty good, right? I mean, from a yep. real life perspective, that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, All right, now let's get to this week's question of the week, which was, who are the most underrated wide receivers heading into 2023? We kick off with Aaron Wise, who said DJ Moore. And DJ Moore, has all his career has always been held back by subpar quarterback play. Now we have Justin Fields, and we're going to see how he does. Jury's still out on him. He's shown plenty of flashes that he could be an elite quarterback in this league he's been running for the most part but he also hasn't had much to throw to and he's been just okay throwing the ball he's been fine but in his first two years he did he doesn't have much to throw to i'll give him the free pass now he has dj moore and darnell mooney and cole Komet, and chase claypool and a, a vastly improved offensive line so let's see how he does here yeah, um, if he doesn't improve, though, that's going to be like a huge red flag. But either way, DJ Moore should do fine. Absolutely. Uh, Jay-Z8 Hockey said Amon Ra. Amon Ra St. Brown, that is. that's He said Amon yep. Ra. 
Um, yeah, no, no complaints here. And now that Jamison Williams is suspended for six games, that gives him a head start to this season with Jared Goff to build a rapport. And then Jamison Williams is going to come back, and then he's going to be fighting just to get that connection back with Jared Goff. So I think Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be really good. Yeah, I like that pick. Yep, me too. Uh, Ian Mulhern said Terrence Marshall. He had a couple of 600-yard seasons, but this year he wasn't that good. And I guess with DJ Moore uh, out of the picture now, he's going to have more opportunities, but you still have Adam Thielen. You still have DJ Chark. Oh, yeah, he's the other one I forgot. Yeah, and uh, LaVisca Chanel, I would argue, is in front of him as well. Right. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, he's had some decent seasons. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, new quarterback, good offensive line. We'll see. Cola DJ said Christian Watson, and he could be solid. He could be really good. He's going into his sophomore season, and he was a touchdown machine, and he still racked up some yardage, and clearly he's fast. He hit one of the highest speeds of any position player in the 2022 season, I believe. So he has the tools. And now he has a, a young quarterback in Jordan Love who's going to have more uh, more patience for this young kid. So we'll see, maybe. Um, Jack Breel said John Mechie. This is an interesting one. I think he's going to pop off with Stroud. I'm rooting for the kid. He got leukemia right as he was getting drafted. So we'll see how he does. I mean, he had he had lots of potential. And he was draft he was drafted by the Texans. And the Texans in their own rights have a very good situation around them. The biggest issue with them really is has been their pass catching core. That's what they're really lacking. And now, you know, they so they have some pieces, but it's open. It's wide open for Mechie to take on uh take on a wide receiver one role this year at least. Uh so we have a responder named Owen Vanslack, who loves to respond to our fan boxes not just respond but give out seven responses seven of our 27 responses here we go yep and we love the involvement like hey if you're a passionate fan of ours we appreciate it we appreciate it man he's a dolphins fan so the fact that a lot of these aren't even dolphins picks good job i i I like the unbiasedness we love Um, it when people aren't homers so van slack said lavisca chenault Another good one. We'll see. It's a very open pass-catching core there and uh, in Carolina. Vanslack also said has to be Lazard. Maybe. He's he'll, all right. He'll he's be still okay. wide receiver three. He's still their the wide receiver three on the team. They have Corey Davis. They have Garrett Wilson. Um, they have Nicole Hardman. So Lazard, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing that he really has going for him is the familiarity of the quarterback there, Aaron Rodgers, who he should throw to a lot. So, yeah, he could be all right. Um, he also said K.J. Osborne looking nasty right now. So while Justin, while Jefferson has been racking up these 1,000-yard-plus seasons, in that same stretch of time, he's getting – you got KJ Osborne in the exact same offense who's still getting just under 700 yards a season. 
Yeah, that's true. But you have to remember uh, Jordan Addison is there as well. And he's going to, I think, dig into Osborne's numbers more so than Jefferson's. Right. But they also had Thielen in that offense. Yeah, and he'll take over the Thielen role, I would think. And probably do it a little better than Thielen did. Because Because Thielen was more of a touchdown guy. Yep, that too. Um, He also said Chase Claypool comeback season. I don't see it. Um, not unless Claypool than, can put down his phone because it's mu- blatantly obvious what he cares about and it ain't football. He might be better than what we're giving him credit for because let's face it, his value right now is at an all-time low. So he'll he's a talented wide receiver. He's a talented kid. Let's see if he screws his head on straight. Either way, you have DJ Moore and Darnell Moody ahead of you in this uh, in this wide receiver room. As far as pass catchers go, I would still have Cole Komet over you. So we'll see. Um, I'm not counting on it, though. Van, uh, this is his last response for a while because he has more. He said, Hollywood Brown, because at this point, that team got nothing to lose, so more targets for him. That's true, actually. Because No more Hopkins either. Yeah, I was going to say, no more Hopkins officially. Uh, Andy Isabella was cut. So I don't know. It's Hollywood Brown and... Oh yeah, Christian Kirk signed away last year. So, who, like, who's who's Kyler? Whoever will start in the beginning of the year? Who are they going to throw to? I mean, Kyler may not even be ready for the season. No, I said that. I said, or whoever's going to start the season. Right. Exactly. So I guess you could call him underrated because people are going to write him off because they're. I mean, defenses are going to game game plan for him. He doesn't have much of a quarterback to throw to. So. Yeah, I think he'll have a solid season. He's all I've always liked Marquise Brown. I thought he was a, always a good wide receiver. He was a fish out of water in Baltimore, in it where they mainly focused on running the ball. And then he was all he was all right when he was the he was the main guy in Arizona. Grayson Mortimer said Gabe Davis. And he moved down year last year, but he's still a touchdown machine. Even in a down year, though. He still had over 800 yards, and he he's he's getting touchdowns left and right. Yep. And he seems to show up whenever it counts. So he's a solid number two wide receiver to Stephon Diggs in that Bills offense. He's He's been pretty good. Tyson Tate said, he, and he said, the K.J. Osborne. Seems <laughs> like Vikings fans really like K.J. Osborne. And Can't say if I blame he, him. He's a pretty solid wide receiver three. You have Justin Jefferson, you got Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne. That's pretty good. And we'll see how how Jordan Addison winds up panning out. I mean, he was one of the better pro- wide receiver prospects in this draft. So he could really work out there. Justin Jefferson is going to have an elite year like he always does. So I like that. Um Luke Hickey said Darnell Mooney, who's always been a good wide receiver. He's Another guy who's been who's fallen victim to suspect quarterback play. And here's the best situation you got. I mean, DJ Moore is technically the number one guy, but Mooney has been in this offense longer. So we'll see. Um, all right. Jad Noman said Brandon Ayuk, a guy who should be used a lot more than he has in in San Francisco. And I don't know what it is about him always being buried in the depth chart and only being used 
as a focal point of that offense when everyone else is hurt. But whenever he yeah. is, he's explosive. He's a like, wide he's, receiver he's... one on like a lot of teams, and the Niners to this day just do not use him correctly. Yeah, and I get it. Debo Samuel has been great too. But so is Brandon Ayuk. So what what gives here? I mean, Samuel was a, a wide res- he he was a second round pick. You got this guy you took. He was a first round pick. So I mean, you invested big asset pretty big assets in him. Why not use him? Um John Warren said Mingo as in Jonathan Mingo. Now he's a rookie, so I, we don't yeah. know how he'll how he'll pan out. Also, he was taken he in the second five? round. Was he? He was drafted by the Browns, correct? No, he was drafted by the Panthers. All right, my B. So it's an open wide. It's it's fairly open over there, but I mean he's so far back in the depth chart. I just I don't know how good that he can be. Also, if he has the talent, it'll take a couple of years, but I don't know how I feel about calling rookies underrated since, you know, they they, haven't proven themselves yet. Yeah, I was going to say, but yeah, you're right. All right. Our next one was John Warren, who said Jahan Dotson. There's a good one. I like that one. Yep. And and Scary Terry are going to go off next year, especially with Jacoby Brissett, who's a somewhat competent quarterback. Yeah. But so was Taylor Heineke, though. Yeah, fair. It was all right. I like Jahan Dotson, though. He was a guy who could score touchdowns and get the yards. He was pretty good in his rookie year. Now he has he's had a year under his belt. He has the experience. Let's see what kind of jump that he can take. I think he can be re- very good for them. Along with Terry Terry McLaurin. Um, this is an in so Pardon my pronunciation. It's Reed Nushwander. Nushwander. It's N-E-U-S-C-H-W-A-N-D-E-R. Let me know if I got that wrong. I think it's Nushwander, but I'm not Nushwander, sure. something like that. He said Tyler Lockett, which is about as yes. good a pick as it gets with underrated wide receivers. He's How many straight seasons four, has he had over? Straight. I know. A thousand yards, right? Is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Yeah, four straight 1,000-yard seasons, and all the attention goes to DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf, which is just asinine. In the one year that he didn't get over over 1,000 yards before that was 965. So if you round up, you could say five five straight seasons of 1,000 yards. If you round up, 965, I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 35 yards off from 1,000. So... I mean, all the attention goes to Metcalf, and who's been a very good receiver in his own right. But, I mean, when we talk about underrated, I mean, that's a, that's a good pick. Oh, yeah. Chase McGinty said, Smitty about to have a breakout year. I would say 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. He's talking about Devontae Smith. I like the passion in your team. I like the faith that you have in your number two wide receiver. But it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, not going to happen. I'm sorry. You got, you have AJ Brown who gets the most of those targets. He's not going to eclipse. He's not going to eclipse AJ Brown. That's just not going to happen. And the only and, way he does is if Brown gets hurt, and Brown has pr- proven himself to be healthy. Yeah, and they're also a run-first offense, so there's not much 
to go around anyways. It was a miracle that he had just under 1,200 yards. So I just, I don't see it there. And there's also quite a few mouths to feed there. You have A.J. Brown, not just him, but you also you also have Dallas Goddard. If we really want to stretch it, we could talk about Quez Watkins. Mm. I mean, it's they it's just too... To say 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns, the 1,300 yards is unrealistic, but 15 touchdowns. I mean, that's like Devontae Adams like every single year with Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Like, I, I just don't see it. Um, but I like I, I appreciate your response. Thank you for the response. I just I respectfully disagree. <laughs> uh, Connor Fallon said Darnell Mooney or Brandon Cooks. Both very underrated. I like Especially both of these cooks. picks. Especially Cooks, who just continues to get written off every single year. But the more that he has all of these changes to go through to overcome, the more he excels. I mean, he just continues to rack up yardage every single year. Um, Eli Turner said Jerry Judy needs some love. I think we... It, this is and this the same goes for Cortland Sutton. We have not seen the best of either of these guys, at least statistically, mm. because of the situation that they've been in their entire careers. Now, okay, you have a better offensive-minded head coach in Sean Payton, train going by in CJ's background. Yeah, sorry about that. That's the noise. Uh, I forgive you. Um, no, that's. So uh, it, it should be better. It should be better. Their offensive line is better. So we'll see. And they have a Pro Bowl level quarterback, by the way, who did not play by play at a quarterback, a Pro Bowl level uh, at all. Landon Weber said DK Metcalf. He's a good wide receiver, just not underrated. Yeah. He's, he's just not. He's regarded as one of the top one of the high-end top 10 quarter uh uh running back why oh jesus <laughs> striking out left and right here wide one receiver of the top five top 10 wide receivers like six seven eight he's not at that level he might be fr- he's like a fringe top 10 wide receiver out there and maybe we haven't seen the best of him yet but i wouldn't say he's underrated and don't get me wrong, he's a good wide receiver. I wouldn't call him underrated. That's all. No, um, he might be a little overrated, if anything, but, you know. Maybe. Will Hinckley said Garrett Wilson. And I like I like Garrett Wilson to have a very good season. And I think he is a guy who could be a top 10 wide receiver when this season is said and done. With a with an unstable quarterback situation last year, he still, still had over 1,000 yards as a rookie. Now he's going into his second year, another year under his belt, and you have Aaron Rodgers throwing to you now. That's a recipe for a very, very good season. That's a textbook wide receiver one right there. Um, Jack Grob said DPJ, as in Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, he's okay. He's but- yeah. He's going to be like wide receiver three now because not just with Amari Cooper, but now they have Elijah Moore. Yeah, I just think they have a lot. They have a lot going on over there. Um, 
So it's it's going to be tough. But you have Deshaun Watson, who's a pretty good quarterback, people seem to forget. Um, rightfully so, because of the garbage that he ha- he's ha- he's dealt with and has worked through. That he's Overs. dealt with. You mean yeah, people I mean, dealt, dealt with, with him? Like, he he dealt with himself. I mean, he, it's self-inflicted, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, like I mean, it's it's self-inflicted, but still, people forget he's still a pretty good quarterback, piece of garbage human being, but mm-hmm. pretty good at football. Mm-hmm. Um, and Donovan Peoples Jones will be a benefactor. Nick Norman said Tyler Boyd, steady slot presence. Yep, everybody loves Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, but man, Tyler Boyd, what a just what a dog! Absolutely, arguably I one mean, of the best slot receivers in the league. I don't even know if I'd say arguably. I mean, he might. Who, I mean, I mean, arguably the best slot receiver in the league. Not, he is certainly one of the best. Absolutely. Um. So we're back to Van Slack. Owen Van Slack said Deontay Johnson. That's another good pick. I like that one. Yeah, he's going to be a great weapon for Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, who continues to show that maybe he's a lot better than we thought he was. Small hands and all. That that 2022 quarterback draft had a very, very bad reputation. But Pickett is looking like a bright spot there. He could actually pan out and become something. Yeah, he and Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, too. I keep forgetting about that guy in that draft. I mean, he wasn't even mentioned in the draft class, rightfully so, because he was the pick known as Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Vance Lack also said Calvin Ridley. I guess he's underrated because he hasn't played football in, like, you could almost say two years since you he bet. barely played his last actual season. You bet. I like that. That's fun. <laughs> um, but, I mean, now – you add him to this offense with Trevor Lawrence. And as your number two, it's going to be Christian Kirk, who had an incredible year. And he was ba- he was borderline a wide receiver one. And then you also have Zay Jones. And you have en- Evan Ingram, who they just nailed down for a couple of a couple more years a few days ago. A very good offensive line. I mean, the the sky is the limit for Calvin Ridley, who's primed for arguably his best season yet. Um, Josh Hool said George Pickens breakout season coming. And yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, he had a good season this past year with a struggling quarter, uh, quarterback situation. I mean, Kenny Pickett was still figuring things out. Um, Mitch Trubisky is Mitch Trubisky. So that is an issue, but George Pickens could be a pretty solid Pretty, he had a pretty good season. He had over 800 yards last year with the issues that they had. Now they've kind of figured things out. They have a little bit more of a stable situation going. Going into year two, I think George Pickens has a very good year. He has a bounce back year, and he's going to have a, have a very, very nice year two leap. I just hope the kid doesn't get himself into any trouble because he seems a little off the rails. Funny. It's funny yeah. to watch, but... Uh, I just hope he doesn't get himself into any trouble. It should be fine. Yeah. It's always sad to see these those players do that to themselves. And they're mostly in Pittsburgh, I notice. A lot of them are in Pittsburgh, and they always are just so weird. I don't know. I don't know what is going on over there. But 
That is the last of our responses. Anything else before we end the show tonight? Nope. All right. Well, that'll do us. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Be, also be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over now.